Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. All right, guys. So in this episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, I kind of interview my boyfriend. It's more or less a Q&A that we do together just because I want to bring Jake in the conversation as well. And Jake is also a personal trainer, but I think it's important that we not only talk about our relationship with the gym and fitness and nutrition, but also our in-person and personal relationships as well. So I want to bring you guys more into my relationships, and my life. So if you guys are enjoying episodes like this, make sure you're giving Beyond the Bikini Radio a rating and review. That is how we grow on iTunes. And I'm looking to spread the word of Beyond the Bikini. So I appreciate you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So the mic is going. Ready? Yeah. You're not talking much. I'm good. Okay. Um, what are some similarities and differences that we have? I know a couple, but I mean, let's not point out the obvious. <laughs> similarities and differences. So we're both from the Midwest. Both from the Midwest. Um, we both mo- moved here alone. We both moved here pretty similar times. We weren't too about eight months or so. Yeah. Seven, eight months. Um, so we moved here differently. Um, we're both, she's done in-person training, but we're both in the same career field mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I think we both have very similar mindsets. Um, we're both entrepreneurial. She's definitely a lot more entrepreneurial than I am. Um, but I find myself like just a lot more entrepreneurial minded than, uh, most people I've been around until I met Nicole. Um, both very hardworking in probably the last five interviews, last five to eight interviews that I've done in my life. Um, I've always mentioned that I will be the hardest working person in the room. Um, maybe not the best, but I'm going to learn from the best and how I can become the best. Um, but I've always been, I've always confidently said that when I've walked into an interview that I'm the, um, will be the hardest person working hardest working person in the room. And I think that that's held true unless I'm in the room with Nicole. So, yeah, I think the biggest similarity was um, like the work ethic, like with Jake, I don't feel like I, well, I still like apologize for like being on my phone, but if I'm always working, like, I don't feel like you're going to make me feel bad about it. Or if I'm talking about business, because with my mind, like I'm always very creative and I always have business and like opportunities on my mind. So like, it's nice for me to be able to speak them and not feel like I need to not talk about work. Um, cause work is like a huge part of my life. Um, and then just training in person is something that we share in common. Cause I was an in-person trainer for years. So I understand like some of the struggles that you have. However, 
I never had the tolerance for like corporate gyms. Not that there's anything wrong with working for corporate gyms. I think that they're great um, and you can really build a great career and like help a lot of people. But for me, because I'm stubborn and I like to do things on my own, it just doesn't work for my mindset. However, I can kind of learn from you in that regard. But differences, go. You didn't think of any? Differences. Um, She doesn't have the, I don't even know, like, I'm not good her to... thing with time, showing up on time or something, she'll text me and be like, on my way to the gym, like 45 minutes later, she strolls in. Okay, well, this is also why I don't work for anyone, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to be set on a schedule, like, I like to set my own schedule, and I suck at that, I don't like to have to be at places at a certain time, like, if brings me anxiety and I just like to do my own thing on whenever I want so that's kind of why I also work for myself because I suck at that um you're punctual I'm not what else I I think you second guess yourself a lot and I just like I feel like I take action right away yeah I feel like I go through periods of time where I'm just just like like overthink it yeah I overthink things and then times where I live with more like a fuck it mindset of like don't know if this will turn out the way I want to or not, but I'm going. Um, fuck it, mindset. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of learned that like when I was in the military, just kind of having a, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do it this way. If it's wrong, at least I did something. I have reasons for why I'm going to do it um, or give this order or execute this way. Um, doesn't turn out the way I did it. You know, at least I took action instead of just standing there thinking about it. And then there's times where I definitely think about it a lot more. So. Um, <laughs> these comments are hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even been reading. Don't that. even read that one. <laughs> um, I definitely take action on anything without really thinking it through. And I'm a little compulsive with that. Like I just do things and I don't really think it through all the way. Um, another difference though is Jake is really good with like, customer service and talking people through problems and stuff. And sometimes I feel like I'm not where I get mad. Um, So that's probably something that I struggle with, but he's good at. I think that comes partially from, you know, I've seen my management handle situations better than I would have. Um, But how they approach the situation. Um, Also, if I hear about like a, whether it's customer service or human interaction thing from somebody else, I'm a lot better on this is how I would go through it. Whereas if it's happening to me, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more impulsive on that side of things. So Mm -hmm. when I can help somebody coach somebody through something, I think a lot more clearly. Well, with anything, so like with my clients, like I'm wearing all the hats. So like I don't have coworkers to like talk things through. So it can be really hard for me to see it from a different perspective because I'm just me and like, I'm not perfect. So I don't have other people to talk things through with. So if you, I'm almost like mind blown with like some of the things you tell me to do or like think of, but like, I would have never had that perspective before. Like I'll reach out to you. I'll reach out to like my girlfriend, Danny. I'll reach out to girls who are like in the training space and they can help me work through things. But for the most part, I feel like I'm pretty like not very good at it. Any other differences? I don't know. You like to get up early. I like to go to bed late. 
Um, so I'm always the first one that passes out at night, and that makes her mad, but yeah, I get up about three hours earlier. Whatever. <laughs> um, favorite thing physically? Don't be weird. <laughs> don't be weird. I don't know. Rude. Um, I already said that your smile. Don't smile at me now. <laughs> your smile, and I like, like your eyes because they're blue and they're pretty. I don't know. I like your hair as much as you don't like your hair. I like your hair. You like my hair? Yeah. It's fake. But thanks. Like, you still, like, chose the color and choose to do it a certain way and stuff. Yeah. I've been dyeing my hair blonde for over 10 years now. Like, I can always tell if you're in the gym, like, seeing over the equipment. I can always tell when you're at the gym. I'll pick out your hair first. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will say a lot of people don't have the kind of hair that I have, though. Like, the color and just, like... The length and style of it. I don't see a lot of people with like. Or I will see someone who has like a similar color hair across the gym. And like I'll get excited and I'll go to walk over there and it's like not you. I'm like oh fuck. That's awkward. <laughs> um, favorite thing mentally. Um, Your mindset is. You've built your coaching business over five years and didn't stop at that. Went through a bunch of jobs that you didn't like. I've done that before, before I moved to Florida for personal training. Um, So there's kind of like the persevere mindset of not giving up. And then now going into, as far as when I've come into your life, going into the business coaching, and it's kind of been something that popped into your head. You might have talked about it once, and it's seen a lot of really good success so far. So It's something where it's like, it's really cool to see the fact that this is kind of your first thing as far as I've seen that it's like successful off the the bat without having to go through like that grind period of one person to sign up. So that's something really, that's really cool to see is you're starting to see that kind of success. Um, Which I've had a lot of flops. Like I don't really share about it, but like I've definitely had like challenge and programs that I've worked my ass off for and no one signs up. So it's just a learning experience for me. But again, I didn't even realize I was like kind of starting another business when it was happening, but it's, I guess it's happening. So hasn't even fully launched yet, but it's been kind of cool for you to see that. I think I would agree in a way that my favorite thing mentally with you is like the opportunities are endless. Like I feel like you don't limit me or like limit thinking. I feel like so many people limit their thinking and limit like what they could accomplish in life where like with Jake, I could say like, Oh, like I want a Ferrari one day. He'd be like, okay, cool. Whereas like people like my parents with their mindset, they're like, why would you do that? That's irresponsible. Like don't, don't spend your money on those things. Like, I don't know. I just feel like with you, you're more open to like, and not just like material things, but like, I don't know, let's say it's like a business venture. Like you aren't going to limit me and like, tell me no, like you would think things through, but then more so support me instead of like limit what you think I can do. I think so many people are in relationships where the other person will limit them and like limit what they can accomplish and like limit their thinking and like shut it down. Like I've definitely been in like other relationships where if I had an idea, like it would be shut down and that doesn't really help it grow or even happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> my aunt said that she loves my original hair color. <laughs> um, biggest pet peeve. We can elaborate if you want. <laughs> could be more than one. I have a lot of pet peeves and not just like in our relationship, just like in life, mostly driving. But um, her dog chews on clothes and... That's not even my fault. Yeah, but like leaving clothes laying around. As she just lays down even further. Yeah. So that's one of my pet peeves is just like, put your stuff away or put it on your bed so she can't reach it. I let Hope live her best life. So <laughs> if she wants to chew on my clothes, she can chew on my clothes. Ooh, another one. Dishes. I don't like dishes left in the sink. Yeah, he doesn't like them in the sink, guys. It's not like they're... No, I am kind of weird. Like, I don't like them in the sink. So we've both got two sinks at our places. What? Don't hit by the mic. Oh, we both got two sinks at our places. So it's like, there's the one that has the garbage disposal. I don't like leaving dishes in that side because then it's like, that's the one that you want to clean the dishes in so all the food goes down the drain. Leave it in the other side if it's dirty. And then I can go clean it in the one side. And have like the space to do it. Or just leave it on the countertop, not in the sink, so I'll take it from the countertop. So I'm weird about it, but that's one of my pet peeves. Toilet paper roll. Yeah, but you've put it on the, the right way. Yeah. Paper goes Sometimes over, I do it the over. wrong way on purpose. Over. Sometimes I do it the wrong way on purpose. <laughs> I feel like I'm not alone in that pet peeve, though. Yeah, it's a normal thing, but I just think it's a little unpetty and people shouldn't care about it. <laughs> that was really harsh. <laughs> Um, my biggest pet peeve is when you come over and want to hang out with me and you go to bed. <laughs> um, time is quality time too. When you are, um, swearing in front of kids. That bothers me. That's because I was like a coach forever for like kids, but I've always been really cognizant of like other people's children around so, like, I don't want to be disrespectful to the kid. Um, so, I just don't like – and you don't do it on purpose. He's not, like, right next to, like, an 8-year-old saying, like, fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's always accidental. But if it does happen, I'm like, they're going to learn it someday. If the worst thing your kid does is cuss. Yeah, but I'm, like, the opposite. Things. I just feel like you um, shouldn't. But I definitely should be a little bit more aware of – Who's around now? If I am like speaking to a kid, I don't throw out cuss words, but it's usually like I just don't realize the kid's there. I'm caught up in the conversation, and like I just I naturally cuss when I talk. So that's another puppy that I naturally cuss when I talk. No, that doesn't bother me. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of another one. Guess I'm just perfect. Okay, well I've named some. <laughs> I mean, I think you're a little anal with, like, some cleaning things. Yeah. That's okay. I'm going to hire a maid. Because <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff. So hire out what you're not good at. That's what I've learned. Um, how did we meet? I DM'd you. She DM'd me about. But I wasn't like. <laughs> my parents, she should. My dad made my mom this, like. Or my, my bonus mom, I had really like elaborate she shed that has like AC and heat and the front porch and everything in our backyard. And she DM'd me about the that. House. Started talking. It's basically like one of those mini houses. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I just messaged him. We just DM'd. And then I found that you were friends with Sarah. And I also found out that, so Sarah's one of my friends down here in Florida. And this was before I even moved to Florida. We were yeah. talking. Um, and then... Before she ever DM'd me, I asked Sarah about her and was like, hey, you should introduce me to your friend. And she was like, oh, she went back to Ohio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then she was like, no, but she's moving down here. I was like, okay, so then back to my original statement. <laughs> you should. But Sarah never me. did. I did. She put in good words for both of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's one thing you wish they didn't do? I don't know. Snore. Just kidding. Um, I want to talk about like like an actual like life thing. I need more time to think about that. I need more time. Um, I think sometimes one thing I wish you wouldn't do is if you because I'm an action person so like I just take action whenever Again, I have an idea, and I think one thing with you is I wish you just wouldn't delay at all. Like, if you have an idea, just fucking go. Because that's how I am. Instead of, like, looking at all the risk and being fearful and then this and that, and, like, I can see you, like, going back and forth instead of just, like, doing it. Yeah. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes you need that. Mm -hmm. But I think that you hold yourself back sometimes can you think of anything I don't know what was the question again (laughs) (laughs) he's all like you're in high school Uh, what is one thing you wish they didn't do I can think of something talk negatively about myself I feel like I do that a lot sometimes yeah you do especially coming out of your competition yeah I know even in my competition, I did. Yeah, that's true. You had a tough season, though. Yeah, well, that's like the mind F of competing and dating while you're competing. Anyway, I digress. Fitness questions. Um, do we train differently because of our gender, and do we train our clients differently? So for me, I only train... Uh, clients through online. I don't really train differently in like the exercises or the weight training, like the method, but the focus is different. So like, for example, a lot of women, I'm not going to push like heavy chest work and even guys, like a lot of guys are not going to want to train legs two, three times a week. Um, I do try to push training each muscle group at least two times a week, but majority of men have a goal of, you know, developing upper body chest, um, And women don't need like a specific day for that or a lot of chest work unless that's something they want to do. Yeah. Um, The only differences that I put in is if they have different goals. So they want to grow their glutes, they want to grow their legs. um, Then I focus it more on legs. As far as the different rep ranges, um, uh, different exercises, things like that, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, I, I feel like primarily like having better quad definition than worrying about their glutes and hamstrings. So I may have them uh, do a few different exercises a little bit differently in their form. So it's going to target more quads. Um, 
But other than that, like if girls wanted to focus on their quads, I'd be doing the exact same exercises. If girls wanted to focus on upper body, I'd be doing the, I'd do the exact exact same exercises, but I'd put more of that in there, vice versa for guys. I'd put more of the leg stuff in there. So the more you want to develop a muscle, the more frequency is going to be your best friend. Um, and it's not always about lifting as heavy as possible. Now, women, like don't underestimate yourself and your strength where like you see me like holding like what, 50, 60 pound dumbbells sometimes doing exercises, like women will like limit themselves to just like the one side of the dumbbells. Like you can go further, like you can lift heavy. You're not going to magically get muscular and bulky either. You're not going to get too bulky. That's your nutrition's not specific enough. The drugs you're using aren't, (laughs) well, you're not. Honestly, you could take steroids as a female and not even get that big. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Like it's a, it's a very, and those girls that get very masculine, they're, they work their asses off. And they like they're their doing it on years. purpose. Like they're trying to get big. They're trying to weight train hard and eat and recover and all of that. So that was a very specific goal that they wanted. So they're taking actionable steps. It wasn't an accident. Like no one accidentally as a female wakes up with like arms the size of Dana and Bailey. Like you don't look like that. On Christians, I think I'm saying your name right, on that comment, um, yeah, the first few reps of each set is basically just you getting ready for the reps that are actually going to um, inhibit the growths or the muscle tearing, which will later through nutrition inhibit growth going into all that. But um, yeah, it's, it's the end of each set, more so the end of the last set that's going to inhibit that growth. I keep hitting the table. I know, the mic's right there. I know, like, hit the table. Um when you're training to like a good feedback to listen to from your body that, you know, the weight is starting to get too heavy. My hair is bothering me right now. Um, is time to complete the rep is longer. So it's just a sign that more of your muscle fibers are connected and you're not able to pull as efficiently because, um, your muscles are being recruited. So majority of them are already recruited. You can't recruit much more. That's why the time is slowing down. Um, form starts to give and, those are like the main two indicators that your weight's good. And I think, no, that's about it. That's what I look at. Yeah. I felt like there's one more. I couldn't think of it. Um, in short though, you shouldn't train differently. Now do Jake and I go into the gym and like always train by each other every single workout? No. Um, well that's because I just don't really like working out with people. I like to do it alone. Um, Sometimes I like to train with other people, but for me, I'm really trying to like this improvement season off season for me, building phase, I'm really trying to keep up with the intensity. And I know having conversations, constantly checking my phone, which I'm trying to get better of that too. You might've noticed like my phone's more like just in my bag and I might switch a song or two. I'm just trying to keep up the intensity and train really hard. So, um, Yes, every rep I exercise, but the last one beyond weight of the rep than your past is basically all important. I don't get it. Basically what I was saying. Okay. For a building supported by diet. Um, elaborate if that's a question. I don't understand. I'm sorry. Um, how do you handle social media in a relationship? And I guess that can be in the gym, but just in general – in what aspect? Like, like not like just being on our phones, using our phones, but like the social media aspect where it's like 
film this workout or posting a picture that's training related or connecting with people through social media? Like, how do you feel about that? Does it bother you? Doesn't. I would say like high school me, I was concerned about if I was in a relationship, like I don't want her to post anything that has skin, whatever. Nicole's been in bodybuilding. That's already what her brand was when um, we came into each other's lives. Okay, but I'm going to stop you for a second. I'm not posting hyper-sexualized pictures every day on Instagram. Like I see – like if I – so if I were to like put myself in your shoes, like if I were just doing bikini pictures, like very sexual pictures, like holding my butt cheeks by like the beach pictures, like then that's not okay. Like I would feel uncomfortable – because you're clearly doing that for likes and like why do you have to do that for likes instead of just like being okay with me? Yeah. Like she's both if it's uh if her ass is on social media, it's she's in a bodybuilding bikini, probably right around her show, or she re- will use that picture again later on down the road, but it's something she's already posted. Um the one time that you posted something that was more um sexualized was about a, a lesson from a past relationship that wasn't good of hers. And she had a lesson about motivating women. Like there's content involved. Like I just get frustrated when I see women post like very sexual pictures and it's like beach vibes, sun emoji. Like, but it was still pretty covered up. It was just the fact that more clothing was off, but it wasn't like anything was being more revealed than normal. Um, so she wasn't trying to sexualize an issue that shouldn't be sexualized. Um, but I've never had a problem with her doing that. Um, I don't know. It's just social media. I feel like there's a maturity thing to it too. Is well, the other thing too is like you can see me train in a sports bra and leggings and not like take a blanket and like cover up. Like you get that. I respect you, and like it would be different if I and I'm not like this. It'd be different if I'm like talking to a bunch of guys and like. hanging out and like training with other guys like I'm not doing that like I'm clearly there to work but again too like with me being in this space um what you put out there in the gym is kind of for sale in a way so like you have to look the part and that doesn't mean like being stage lean but again like that's like another issue with being shredded and having abs all the time but that's like wearing nice outfits that's looking cute for the gym that's doing my makeup like I've had boyfriends before where they'd say don't do your makeup like for the gym because they don't want you to like look good or like you're just going there to impress other people and I think having that security in your relationship is really important and um that's something that you understand it's like if I'm posting on social media I'm not doing it for likes and attention I'm doing it to genuinely help people which that's what you should be using social media for in my opinion unless you're a model yeah um Always be trying to entertain, educate, or create impact. Um, and I think that you can just do that better. Like, I hate the, the look of people, like, they just got out of bed and went to the gym. Like, run your fingers I through look, your hair. I look like, like that at 5 a.m. You want to <laughs> see? <laughs> um, but it's like, do your hair or something. Like, run some water through your hair. Look presentable. Because what if you end up having that conversation with the person that offers you this amazing job? Mm-hmm. Or you run into that person that's your next $5,000 deal at the gym or they refer you to somebody like that conversation that you had with them was so impactful. They had to tell somebody else about them, about you. And that turned into a sale for you or a sale for the business that you work for. You've just become more valuable to that business. You've just 
brought in more money, um, created more impact. So I like, you need to look presentable. Her brand is fitness, especially with bodybuilding. So she should look like a bodybuilder when she goes into the gym. Um, just like I should look like a trainer when I'm in the gym. Like it should look like I know what I'm doing, helping other people. And there's trainers too that like I've seen show up for work and they just look like shit and it's just not okay. Um, if you're going to be a fitness like professional, you have to look the part in the gym. Like that's literally you showing up to like a corporate office. Like you just have to wear your suit to the gym. Um, Great point about looking presentable. Thank you. Um, so Chris, Christine uh, was saying that bodybuilding is a sexualized sport anyway, which I disagree with that statement. Um, it's not very sexy when you're two days without a shower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's a sexy thing is like going to a strip club, but that's not really what bodybuilding is. Like if you want to see sex, like that's what you would do. Um most people on stage, like you aren't sexy, like you are depleted. Like I think unfortunately what people tend to forget is they'll look at males like bodybuilders and like men's physique and they're like, wow, that's so impressive. And like the amount of muscle mass that they have, like that took years to achieve, but then you flip it to a woman and then all of a sudden it's like hypersexualized. Like it's the same damn thing. Um, of course, women are looked at as more sexual beings because of like how media treats us, but it's the same thing. It's a sport. So if you think people do it for sexual reasons, that's weird. <laughs> um, she said for physical attraction, not necessarily because it's not very attractive once you get to that level. What's interesting is like guys who are super lean like that to me aren't attractive. Because they look sick. Like, you just look very thin and frail. And I'm doing this because I'm talking about, like, a gaunt face. I can just, like, see so many of, like, my guy friends that just, like, you don't look as good. <laughs> I think that's everything. I don't know. Do you have any other last-minute last minute statements? I don't think so. You don't think so? Yep. All right. So, it actually took us to about 30 minutes. All right, guys. So, I hope you enjoyed the live. I know I didn't really announce this, but Jake and I... We'll try to do more lives if you guys enjoy them. If you do, let us know by doing a thumbs up or shoot me a DM. And I will see you all later. We'll see you guys. Okay, good job. <laughs>